Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. .myshopify.com Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in uh, to the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on all of our social media outlets, our YouTube page, Facebook page, uh, Instagram, pretty much any social media place. You can find us there as Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. So make sure you guys follow us. And also, uh, I'm going to tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. Uh, Don't cost you nothing, but you got to stay until the end of the episode to get that information. All right. Cool. So we're going to jump into our next segment, which is called the product of the week. So as you guys know, we are a self-sustained podcast. And so we sustain ourselves by you guys supporting us in uh, different ways. Definitely through uh, you can send us some money through Cash App or you can uh, go to our Patreon page and, you know, support us there. But we also have some products that you may be able to buy. So this week product is one of our t-shirts that can be found at deal to heal tees at myshopify.com on Shopify. And this t-shirt says, don't wish work, right? It says, don't wish work. So a lot of times uh, we have our desires or what we think are, what we say is our desires. And we always say, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. So the message is don't wish for it, work for it. 
you know, so wishing on is only going to get you so far, which pretty much is nowhere, but in your brain <laughs> and, and in your and your feelings, pretty much. So don't wish for what you want, work for what you want, put the work in to make things uh, come to accomplish those things that you want to accomplish. So you can get that t-shirt, that inspirational shirt at our uh, website, deal to heal tees uh, at com or you can go to our website, which is up and running, dealhealfulfill.org. That's dealhealfulfill.org. That is our website. If you go there, you definitely have find information on uh, the podcast for uh, booking me as a speaker and workshops that we're doing, as well as the link to get to our Deal to Heal Tees, where you can purchase our T-shirts or uh, our link to ebooksbyejames.com, which is where you can find my ebooks. Um, that'll be the easiest place to go to find it. So that is our product of the week. And I definitely appreciate if you guys support us by purchasing uh, a product to help us stay on the air. All right, cool. So now we're going to jump right in it because today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Mr. Nathaniel. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain, man. I'm great. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, great. Good, good, so man. happy to be here. I, I, I'm happy for you. That So matter of fact, let me tell you straight up at the beginning, I appreciate you being here. You could have been doing anything else, uh, but you took out the time to be here with me and my listeners, and we definitely appreciate it. So we want you to know that up front. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump right in. So do me a favor. Introduce yourself uh, to the listeners and let us know who you are and what it is that you do. So what's going on, everybody? My name is Nathaniel J. Brown. I am, I could say I'm a coach because that's the the title that everybody gives what I do. But I'm a man humaning and bringing other people along with me. That's honestly the best way to try to put that is that I am a man learning how to master the human experience and bringing people along the journey with me. Um, I love to sit in the space of listening um, because the more I listen, the more I learn, the more I learn, the more I can apply. And the more I apply, the more I can master. And the more I master, the more I can teach. So it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful surrender to a very uh, frustrating um, experience as a spiritual being. But it's a necessary um, scholastic experience to to help us ascend to who we truly are. All right. All right. So, Nate, so. We we I heard you say you're a coach and mm-hmm. and I noted that you have a couple of things that you do even yeah. right besides coaching, mm-hmm. um, but there's always a journey before the journey. Right. So before we get to the version of Nate, who you are now, tell us a little bit about your journey. Like what was who was Nate before, and what was that journey that brought you to the space that you are now? That not mm-hmm. only have you you know been able to. Uh, uh, get some things under control and get your mindset where it is now for you to be able to prosper, but also now reaching out to others and, and bringing them along that same journey. Yeah. So my, my journey is interesting. I, I grew up in South Carolina, um, which if you went there today, you would still feel the relics of apartheid. You'd still feel the relics of slavery. You feel that, that, that system crushing in or pressing in on you. 
Um, so that system was there, that oppressive system was there and it was in our home. It was in, it was everywhere. Um, you couldn't get away from it. So I was a bubbly kind of kid. Yeah. I probably, if, if you would have tested me for ADHD, you probably would have got the, you know, that because that's most, most young black boys are hyperactive. Um, most of the time they get, you know, labeled and we get labeled because people don't know how to deal with hyperactive black boys. Uh, but that's just the way I was. And right about eight years old is when everything kind of shifted um, about eight or nine. Right before I right as I was going into my ninth year of, of life, um, I had an incident that happened that kind of shut me down. I was uh, sexually molested by uh, a family member and I didn't know where to put that event. But that was the, the event that kind of turned Nathaniel at a 180. And until, instead of being this bubbly, you know, outgoing, more uh, expressive child, I remember resorting to the inside. Like I didn't trust anyone around me. So that's when my, all of my, my mistrust started to happen. And uh, the issues around my identity of who I was and all these other things. Um, growing up, I, I, and I didn't have a meaning for the event. I just knew that I felt something wasn't right. Uh, I can feel myself getting angrier quicker um, because I didn't have the tools to deal with any of the mm -hmm. emotional upset. Again, you, something like that happens to a child that gets unlocked emotionally before it's time. Then right. it, it's a, it's, it becomes a it becomes a trauma. Uh, and that trauma is what has been carrying me through my life. And I didn't realize what all those were, things were until I started doing the inner work. But through my teenage, my, my young, uh, I'd say elementary school years, um, I remember getting kicked out of class from being just mad, just angry. And I, I remember one teacher said, I don't know what's gotten into you. I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to get it together. And I thought to myself, like, she has no idea. She can't help me because young black boy just need to get it together. No one cares. So that idea that no one's going to hear me, no one cares, no one understands me kind of carried me through my uh, my my upbringing. So get me to my teenage years. Wasn't much of a, a, a party guy. Didn't really didn't really mess with a lot of people. Just uh, just kind of stayed to myself. Got into my early 20s. Same thing. Um, started trying to date. And this is where things really started to unravel uh, about myself. As I started to date, that's when I started to find out more about myself. That's when I started to listen to the feedback a little bit. And realize that, hey, there might be something going on that's tethered to this thing back here. And I might need to take a look at it. But who do I go to? And I'm in the black community here. This is taboo. You don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I lived with this secret that I've, I had vowed not to tell anyone that I was going to take to my grave. And here I am getting into my late 20s. And this stuff is affecting me. I've had night terrors for 30 years. I PTSD like nobody's business uh, issues of, of, of mistrust. And I, I built a wall around. I literally fortified a wall around myself. And it didn't it wasn't until about, I'd say, 2016, where things really started to break open for me. I, I found myself in a space where I wanted to be able to get something, acquire something that I can give this is mm -hmm. right around two years after the birth of, uh, of my of my eight-year-old right now and i didn't have anything to really give so i felt myself losing a grip 
And I started slowly slipping into shame. I started slowly slipping into these dark places until something happened that caused me to, it clicked. And we had, I had an argument with my wife and it was, it was a silly thing. It was more of a, a meaning issue. Something meant more to her than it meant to me. And, uh, what happened was I went downstairs and when I get angry, when I get upset and no one's around, I clean up. I put things in order because order is what makes me feel safe. It, was, it really does something for my psyche. And I flip on a Tony Robbins uh, or Netflix, right? I flip on Netflix and the first thing that pops up is I am not your guru from Tony Robbins. Now, I had seen this title several times, but never really clicked on it. But for whatever reason, that moment. Something was in me saying, I, I got it. I, there's another expression of me that I need to find out about. And I had been doing like Bible studies and I had been teaching, you know, Hebrew uh, studies and all the feast days. I, I did all that stuff, but none of it healed me. None of it was transforming me. I had a lot of information that I can give and people love that, but I didn't have that transformative experience. But when I watched that show, when I watched that docuseries and I watched how he engaged with people and how well he listened and how well he was able to hear what they were really saying. That was powerful to me. And I thought, that's what I want to do. That's who I, that's me right there. The person standing in front of people, not in some pulpit, because I was, you know, you know, the, the prophecy, the prophetic people, all that stuff in the church. Oh, you're going to do this, that, and the other. It's, for me, it's just vain words. Like, all right, I, I'll see, but I'll, I'll choose my own way. But just seeing someone stand as a as a herolder of truth, real truth, not perceived realities, but but calling out people on feelings and facts and making people make decisions. That was the power move. I was like, yeah, I got to figure that out. Well, one not even a year later after that, uh, that that argument and seeing that that docuseries, I was in a stadium of 12000 people with uh, with Tony Robbins and we were just getting it in. And I was like, that's the transformative experience that I want to carry with me. And that's where I started opening myself up to ex expressing a, a want to help others heal what was in them as I was also healing uh, my within myself. So fast forward to today, I am I'm loving being able to sit in the space and be that listener. I'm loving uh, to be able to bear my soul and express myself from my pain and listen and be able to heal as I'm listening to other people because coaching isn't like one, it's not unilateral. It's, it's speaking isn't unilateral. You're actually engaging with others on an energetic level and they are engaging with you and you are healing while you're, while you're helping. And mm -hmm. one of the, one of my favorite quotes from one of my, one of my favorite Stoics, Seneca, he says, you know, you want, you want to, you want to know what, like, what a friend is all about but a friend, a love of a friend is all about, then go love. If you want to receive friendship, be a friend. If you want to receive love, be love. And that's the journey now. How do I become love to another person? I think it's Heidi Baker who, when she's praying for someone, when she does a lot of work in Africa and some of the other uh, uh, really, really impoverished nations, she holds them and she says, what does love look like for this person? And that's sort of like what the mission is now. What does love look like? How do I how do I continue to heal and get that stuff and unpack Nathaniel? And I'm you know, I'm doing therapy and all that stuff myself so that I can be a, a brighter light for other people. All right. All right. All right. So you, you said a mile forward and, and I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and hit on some things um, that you that you mentioned. First of all, definitely as a as a speaker myself um, and also as a preacher, you know, one of the things my prayer is always 
you know, when I, before I get up to speak is, you know, speak to me and then through me. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to what mm -hmm. you were saying as that healing, like even as you're delivering your message, mm -hmm. that message is coming to you first. Yep. Yep. So it's me first. You don't even realize, you know, what you're going to say or how, what you're going to say is going to impact yep. because you're speaking it. And as you're speaking it and impacting the audience, you're impacting yourself. It's like, Absolutely. oh, did I just say that? Yeah. You know I mean? Like I find myself, even with the podcast, since I started the podcast, I will go back and listen to, mm -hmm. you know, some of the old episodes and even listen to myself and, and even some of my replies and be like, wow, let me write that down. You know what I mean? Because it was yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And even in the moment, it's like I'm speaking to me too. Right. You know, so that's one of the things, the, the blessings awesome. of, of being a speaker and definitely being able to uh touch others' lives and speak into others' lives. And mm -hmm. and I had a, a somewhat similar, I guess I could say, to the experience that you had with Tony, Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. um, with me, it was it was Eric Thomas, you know? And so I was going through a period of my life and I was like, you know what? I need some, some inspiration. I need some motivation. I went to YouTube and I was looking up another person who I knew. And I mm -hmm. looked looking up that person, I was watching a video um, that that person had did on, on his, uh, network. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So when it was over, I said, well, let me see who else is on here. And right. so I'm scrolling through, um, looking at the different, you know, people that they had on there. Mm -hmm. And out of all the people I seen, the guy who I went originally went there for was African-American. And out of everybody, as I'm scrolling down this long list, it was only one other African-American person that was on there. And that was Eric Thomas. Wow. So I said, well, who is this guy? You know, and definitely that one click have definitely changed my life uh, with, you know, going down that rabbit hole of yeah. seeing who he was and then looking at people that's connected to him right. with right. Uh, David Shands, who I follow, mm -hmm. and, and um, Jeremy Anderson, who I follow, mm -hmm. you know, and just things like that and, and being opened up to this whole array of new people that I never heard of. Right. But it started with hearing his voice. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And hearing hearing mm -hmm. him speak, and it was like, all right, yeah, I, yeah. I, I that's that that same kind of transformation is like, yep. yeah, like I, I now mind you, I had already been preaching, I already uh -huh. been speaking, yeah. but it was yeah. just it was just different. Like this yeah. moment was different, and it definitely made a made a difference in 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 my life. Um, but I, I want to go back to something else that you said, and and, and just talking about. Uh, openly about you know what had happened to you with the molestation and and those things and I definitely want to thank you for being vulnerable and for being open um, because I I one of the things that I want to do with this platform is to make it okay and make it normal to talk about the things that we've been through and that's mm -hmm. why I said you know we're healing bringing healing to uh, all areas of our lives wherever we need it. You yeah, know, because yeah. it may not be everyone's experience, but it is someone's experience. That's right. You know what I mean? And so and I know myself, I haven't been through everything and neither do I want to go through everything. And so I, I'm always looking for someone whose story is different than mine, you know, to bring them on. So I, I definitely appreciate you, mm -hmm. you know, even being open about that, because now that opens up the door for other men, especially black men, for other men in general to have the conversations, to be Absolutely. able to say, hey, that that happened to me, too. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And even those who didn't happen to, like you said, in the black family, a lot of times it's taboo. So yep. sometimes like, hey, it didn't happen to me, but I know it's that went on in my family. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? And yep. so yep. let's talk about it. Let's let's yeah. pull the sheets yeah. back and That's be right. like, hey, it's, it's going on. Let's address it. You know, so this don't continue to the to the next, the next generation. generations. And so I, I definitely appreciate you, 
you know, even being open to share your experience and share your story. And um, so I, I, so we go fast forward back into the, the speaking part of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came across you and I always go, you know, and check, check my speakers out, check my, my guests out before I have them on. Mm-hmm. And I was looking over um, your, your three pillars, right? Your three pillars. And I wanted to talk about that because mm-hmm. I, I definitely uh, um, could uh, recognize or relate. That's the word I want to say. I definitely could relate to it, you know, to your pillars. And I think that is, those are going to be very uh, helpful for our uh, our audience. And mm-hmm. so one of the first things that you talk about is uh, changing your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And you equate that to the law of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my core values mm-hmm. uh, is responsibility. And I Absolutely. definitely preach that and, and teach that, especially when I'm dealing with young boys, right? Um, which is was my you know core audience uh, for some time with my mentor group, mm-hmm. you know, and even now going into the schools is, is you know, boys and girls, but mm-hmm. definitely a message that I want to get to young boys is that mm-hmm. sense of responsibility. Yeah. And because you're going to be responsible for somebody, mm-hmm. you're not only responsible for yourself, but if you continue to grow up and to be a man, you're going to have a, a child one day. You're going to have a family one day. You're yeah. going to have a wife one day. And even if not, you're still going to do something, whether it's a job or a hobby or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're going to be put in a position where you are responsible for the outcome of that position that you hold. That's right. You're a father. You're responsible for that child. You're a that's husband. Right. You're responsible for that marriage. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's definitely one of my core pillars that I that I talk about is that, you know, being responsible. So when you're talking about the law of responsibility and conveying that message to your audiences, what is something that you, you know, speak on, you know, to be able to get that point, drive that point home to where they can say, oh, yeah, this is important. Right. So I, I pull some of my information from the some of the esoteric texts because I, I like to pull from everything. I, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a I'm a connoisseur of of information because I feel like no one thing has all of it in it. Um, otherwise, what 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 the heck are cultures for? What the heck are, are all right. these different civilizations for? What are all these other expressions for if they don't have something of value to offer? So mm-hmm. when I think about mindset and I think about the law of responsibility, I think about it in this in this in this light. We are responsible for what we think. We are all responsible for what we think. And we are responsible for what we feed into the mind. The reason why I say feed into the mind is because one of the seven hermetic principles, one of the, the, the first principle is that all the all is mind. The universe is is mind. That's all it is. Everything is just a it's just a, a matrix that that uh, Wallace D. Waddles say it's a thinking stuff and you can think in this stuff and the thought in this stuff creates a reality. Right. So that's the universal um, principle of the mind. So whatever you set your mind in front of or what do you set in front of your mind? That's what you're going to feed it. And whatever you feed that mind, that's what it will express through the form of thought. And then the thought becomes a behavior and the behavior becomes a condition and the condition becomes a lifestyle. And the way the reason why I teach it that way is because if we can get the mindset part part right, if we can get what we are feeding that 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 ever consuming thing that is that is the all whatever that is it's consuming experience as a matter of fact if we if we take it over back into the um the hebraic uh, understanding uh, there's a there's a there's an understanding of this this allness as a consuming 
entity, right? That what they call God is a consuming fire, right? And it just simply means the word consuming. It literally is the word for the stomach. It, matter of fact, it says that the word, the God, God is alive, right? The living God, right? So the word live or live is the word chai in Hebrew. It means, but it's a, it's a agricultural biological word. So it's more of a biological word when it comes into the human experience, but it's, it's a stomach. It's actually the same word that represents the stomach in Hebrew. And the purpose of your stomach is to create with, uh, with, with an acidic, um, sort of sort of environment that would be fire because acid mm -hmm. burns. It will churn up whatever you chew, so that you can it churns it up so that it can go into your bloodstream and you can extract the nutrients from it. So in order for God to be a consuming fire, this entity has the ability to always be in the in the space of consumption. Things are always going into it. So there's this ever feedback loop into this mind that we're always downloading and uploading things from and to. And that's what I, I teach people, like whatever you put here, you're going to upload into your reality. And that's why I teach it that way. So yes, the universal principle of all is mine is the first thing you get the mindset, right? You take responsibility for what you're feeding it. If you're feeding it, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and the news and CNN and, and Fox news and all that stuff. And you can tell what someone's feeding their mind by what's coming out of their mouth. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the stuff that's going in here is coming out here. Look at a child. They're, they're the perfect example between ages, ages of zero and like eight years old. They're the perfect example of the mind, the subconscious mind. And it's ever consuming and it's always repeating the program you put in it. So you put a child in front of a laptop or an iPad or a cell phone or a television and you'll see this blank stare. Right. They're just looking like dumbfounded. What it is, is they're not dumbfounded. They're in theta brainwave state. And what they're doing is they're downloading information into their space. And when they start talking, you start hearing what they've been watching. Mm -hmm. They go outside, they start playing Power Rangers. Everybody wants to fight over who's the Red Ranger and the Black Ranger and the yellow and the pink, right? They, they've already associated an identity based on their mind. They took responsibility because the responsibility is your ability to respond. They took responsibility for what they put in the mind and they acted it out. So that's why it's so important for that first pillar to be to have a, a well-established footing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that goes to uh, one of the things that I always say. I always tell you know people guard your gates, right? Guard your gates because the gates to your mind, the gates to your heart. You know you have to guard them. Whether yeah. it's the what goes into your ears, what goes into your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what you see, what you hear, what you speak. Because even if it's what you speak, That's you're right. speaking it, you're hearing it at the same time. Right. So you got to even watch what you're saying to yourself as well as others. So you have to guard your gates because all that, again, like you said, all that information is being taken in, even in your subconscious. You know mm -hmm. when you're not even paying attention yep. to what you're paying attention to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like your mind never shuts off, and you That's think right. about, you think about people uh when they sleep and sometimes like oh I, I couldn't sleep my mind you know you have restless nights because your mind never shuts off never you know what off. i mean your body right. shut down but your mind never shuts off sure it's doesn't. continually processing you know and that's why a lot of times when you have dreams your dreams are made up of sometimes things that happen during your day absolutely like hey i seen this person i seen this i heard this and then it shows up in your dream because your mind it's constantly processing That's this it. information yes. that you're continually taking in. So That's yeah, I, I like that. Um, I like that. Another one of the things that you that you deal with, um, and definitely coming from the responsibility side of it, is is leadership. 
And that would definitely go hand to hand because mm -hmm. I always tell my, again, going back to, uh, you know, the young men that I speak to, especially my sons, you know, I always tell them, you know, you have a responsibility. And when you become responsible and you gain respect just by being responsible mm -hmm. because you become a person of your word. That's right. And once you become a person of your word, then people know that they can trust you and they can believe in you. And not only mm -hmm. that, they can follow you. Right. 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 And so that's why our leadership kicks in that. And so when you're talking about leadership and, and you, you're equated to the law of uh, consistency, mm -hmm. which is a whole nother thing, right? Just by itself, mm -hmm. you know, um, what is it something that you, you know, even speak in that space, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to get that point over? Because I know consistency, one thing I've learned, especially mm -hmm. during the podcast, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that consistency, you got to be there every week. You know, and yeah. people start to look for it like, hey, you where's it at? Every Wednesday, you know what I mean? On Wednesdays, they they looking for it. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? And so even if they don't watch it, even if they don't listen to it on right. Wednesday, they still expecting it to be there. That's you right. Know? And so that's definitely something I learned with the consistency, even on this journey. Mm -hmm. But in your own, in your own teachings and your in the own values that, that you teach. What is it, what is the law of consistency and how does that equate, you know, in, in our everyday lives? So le leadership uh, and, and there's such a lot of talk around, especially in the corporate world, around leadership. And what I always thought it was, was just being able to tell somebody to do something and they obey in the command. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's completely dictatorial. It, it has right. nothing to do. No empathy. You don't care about the person. Just get this done and you do it my way. And if you don't do it my way, then go away. You know, just like it's, it's very dismissive and, and it's and it's rude. It, you know, it's, it's not cool. But um, when I talk about consistency in leadership, I'm talking about setting up a discipline. And in the corporate world, we call those they call those systems. But setting up a discipline that you will that you will act and behave from that others will end up following. Because whatever you're disciplined in, that's where you're leading. So a drug dealer is a really good businessman, but his discipline require is causing him to lead people in a different way of business and a different way of living. So they get a different mm -hmm. response from what they're giving. And they will they will consistently be getting that response. The same business principle you take over into the investment world, you take over into the sales world, you take the same principles and you now are leading a, a, an entirely different team. And you don't have to do so with violence and, you know, at the at the barrel of a gun. But when I talk about consistency, I like to invite people to get in touch with that one thing that you're doing that produces a positive outcome within yourself, that if you gave it to someone else, it would also produce a positive outcome. And that by giving it to someone else, it's not that you're, hey, take this because I think it'll help. It's that, hey, watch me. Watch me as, it's, it's Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. That's how you lead. You lead by example. And follow me as I follow the Christ, the, the Christos, the anointed thing, that thing that is within all of us. That's the hope of, of all things, right? That's what we call it. So when when you're in a discipline, like my discipline is I have I must do some sort of exercise daily, something, whether it's adaptive resistance. I used to be a personal trainer, so I kind of know how to how to manipulate the body a little bit, or whether I get to the gym and I do a you know a workout. Whatever that is, I'm going to do something every time. And then what happens is as you do it, people are like, 
hey man, you go, you keep going at the spot at the same time. Where are you going? I'm going to the gym, man. Man, I need, and you are here when they know they need to be led. Man, mm -hmm. I, I need to be doing the same thing. That's how you know you're leading. You don't push something on them. Say, look, whenever you're ready to do something, let me know. And that kind of thing is subtle leadership. You know where they are, but you're not pointing out their dark places. You're not pointing the finger and saying, you need to do this, that, and the third. No, find that discipline. Find that thing that's within you. I don't care if it's you reading every day. I don't care if you sit and meditate every day. I don't care if you your, your discipline is, is preaching. Your discipline is going to church and, and getting involved in community. Your discipline is uh, 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 community service. Your discipline is uh, doing things with nonprofit organizations. Whatever that discipline is, somebody's watching somebody's always watching look on all you got to do is pull up instagram TikTok, facebook and just look at the posts and look at the videos that people are putting up on TikTok. and it, they're all cell phone camera stuff someone's mm -hmm. always watching and when you know that you carry yourself dis differently and you're con whatever you're doing disciplined that's where you're consistent and that law of consistency is spilling out all over your environment. Someone's always taking up something you've dropped behind, some breadcrumb, some cooking crumb, something of yourself, something of your discipline, whatever it is, could be positive or negative. It doesn't have to be one, uh, one or the other, but it will be. And you're now leading them in that way. And the word lead literally, literally means to transport. It means to take something or someone from one place and put it in another. David says in, in Psalms 23, he leadeth me where? beside still waters right mm -hmm. so though being led beside still waters and being led into green pastures means that wherever you are the waters are not still wherever you are the pastures are not green so you got to be willing to take to trust the shepherd enough who whatever that shepherd is for you i don't care if it's it's, a, it's i don't care if it's yeshua or buddha or or krishna or whatever i don't care that you you find that thing you connect but you take that 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 look, that light in front of you and that disciplined one, because that's why the disciples were called that. They were called the disciplined ones of the way. And because Yeshua was called the way. And you are now giving given the responsibility to say, hey, guys, over here, the green pastures are this way. Hey, guys, over here. There's where this, this is where the still waters are. And being able to be consistent enough for the, for people to trust you, to follow you there. That's when you know your consistency is 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 at an all time high. And that's when you know you're being the kind of leader that people want to follow. Yeah. And and I always say I, I learned it uh, from uh, my uh, my old pastor, mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely still something that I, I talk use today, which yeah. is when you talk to leaders or, you know, future leaders, you know, mm -hmm. is the fact that you should always be leading and feeding. Right. You should be always feeding your spirit, always learning something, always yep. gathering information. Yep. But not only are you gathering it for yourself, but then you should be passing that information to someone else. You know, and I always say when we talk about our, our circles, a lot of times like, you know, you don't want to be the smartest one in your circle mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever that is. And I'll say, well, if that's the position that you just happen to hold, then that's what it is. So you right. do want to be the, the smartest one in your circle, but you also need to have another circle that you're you learning go. from. You know what I mean? So you don't necessarily want to leave that circle because if you're the, the, the leader in that circle, then you're responsible for giving them the knowledge that they may not have. That's so, it. yes, you do want to step outside your circle mm -hmm. to get to a, a circle where you're being fed, where you're right. gaining knowledge, where right. you're gaining wisdom on right. whatever thing that you're, you know, that it may be. Right. But then also that you're staying in contact with your 
lower circle to be able mm -hmm. to feed them to bring them to where That's you it. are That's so again it. like you said on that same journey of leadership like okay you're trusting me to lead you somewhere but I'm trusting someone else to lead me. Me, you know I mean? exactly, and, and, and that's and the symbiotic relationship. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And that that's beautiful. Continues in that in that circle of life, if, if we want to call it that. That's it. You know? And, I, and I'll, I'll add this: I have an acronym for leading, right? So the leading acronym is LEAD: Listen, Educate, Assess, Direct. Right? That's 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 my acronym, and that's how I teach it. Listening, being being an empathetic listener. That's a leader. Be being being able to 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 detach your meaning from a thing to understand what something else means to, to another person. Education is not about what you learn. It's actually about what you're willing to unlearn. So that because the word educate means to extract out of, it right. means to take away. So what is the exchange happening there? And then being able to be able to assess thing. That's the A. A is assess. Assessing things that that that, that you value. Um, um, Andy Hargreaves, Hargreaves, he's a professor of research at Boston University. He says, on assessment, measure what you value. Don't value what you can measure. See, we can measure likes and follows and analytics and all that stuff, but that's not what we should be. That's not our value. That's not our core value. Measure what you value. I value righteousness. I value long suffering. I value patience. I value love. See, these are core things that strike the heart. And then from there, you can direct people into the direction of the, the way they want to be, who they are. Once you get that core value in, in, in place after that assessment process, you can start moving them and start really pushing them towards that transportation thing. You start pushing them towards those still waters, the green pastures, the bigger circles, the more influential uh, uh, crowd uh, spheres of influence. So, yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I don't know how uh, how much of a listener you are to the podcast, but if you know, I love acronyms. So I'm just telling you right now, I will be using that. I'll give you credit the first couple of times. That's dumb. <laughs> that's I'll dumb. give you credit the first couple of times. But please up. believe me, I will be, I will be adopting that, that uh, into, my, into my knowledge bowl. Okay? Do it, man. Do it. <laughs> so I, preach, I appreciate you. If nothing else, I got that part out Dang of it. on right. <laughs> So uh, the, the last thing we want to talk about uh, is this this last principle that you talk about, which also um, I've been learning in, in my journey lately, uh, which is perseverance. Right. Mm -hmm. And you equate it to the law of resilience. Mm -hmm. And just thinking back in my own story and some of the things that I've had to overcome um, and even some of the goals that I, I've been able to accomplish, mm -hmm. there was some persistence in there. That it took that, you know, even when it don't look like it's going right, even yeah. though when it don't look like you're going to reach the actual goal that you're that you're yeah. aiming for, yeah. you know, but yet having that persistence to keep on going. So even when yeah. we talk about, you know, the podcast I mentioned earlier, um, I'm on my third season, um, but I'm definitely a little over uh, maybe a year, year and a half now mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. into it. And. You know, when people think about it, like, oh, you know, monetize and YouTube, you know, and all that and, you know, you know, things like that. And it's like, well, just transparency up until now, uh, we are episode 84. I, I ain't got no money. You know, right. what I mean? I, I'm right. not monetized. I'm not, you know, all these things are not coming in. But yet I have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. I have to be persistent in order to keep on going, to be resilient, you know, not necessarily because that wasn't really the goal in the first place. You know, right. the goal was to get the message out, you know, right. to build a platform where people can come for healing. There and we're go. we're doing that, you know, right. but it also takes some some perseverance 
and some uh, uh, to consistency to mm -hmm. keep on going, you know, to make sure that, you know, no matter what, you know, we keep getting this message out. So right. when you're talking about the, the law of resilience, you know, that definitely adds into that same uh, that same bowl. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you're teaching that, you know, that principle, you know, give us a little bit uh, about that. Absolutely. So when I when I talk about resilience and I talk about that perseverance aspect, I talk about it from the standpoint of the 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 people that we look up to, the billionaires, the millionaires that we look up to, the the lifestyles that they are able to produce for themselves. What you'll find is everybody will will be okay with the 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 first thing they see. It's like a it's like an Instagram filter. It's like you actually think that's what people look like with most of most of the people who use them. You actually think that's what that's what they their lives are like. No, that's that's a snapshot of a movie. And that movie has behind it directors and actors and characters and there's a set and people got to put stuff together and stuff breaks down and all that stuff is the resilience part that's the stuff that makes makes the man that makes the woman that makes the being mm -hmm. and what i found was I, saw, I was reading an article not long ago in ink magazine or uh, ink.com and i was looking at like the top 25 most successful um billionaires and millionaires in the world and one of the things that stuck out of me was the dyson the guy dyson uh, who made the Dyson uh, vacuum cleaners? He he basically pioneered this this fleet of vacuum cleaners that are bagless, and he tried. I, it 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 was crazy. He tried to build this one prototype five thousand one hundred some odd times, over fifty one hundred mm -hmm. times. He tried this one prototype. It took him that many times to get one to sell to the American public. And now look, he, 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 I mean, like when you read his story with his the stuff, the struggle that him, him and his wife went through with finances and stuff, bankruptcy after bankruptcy, you know, like he was willing. He believed in that thing so much that it was a knowing. It wasn't just a belief. It wasn't just like, oh, I, I think this might work. No, no, no. This wasn't pragmatism. This was, I have something. There's a dream. There's something. And I know this is going to work. It's Henry Ford asking, hey, there's an eight cylinder engine in this factory. Mm -hmm. Make it right. Okay. It's it's Dyson saying, hey, guys, there's a bagless vacuum cleaner in this factory. Make it. And I don't care how many times you got to do it. You do it until we find find out how to do it. And he tried five thousand until one came. And that right there. And the first line after I was like after I scroll back up because I kind of scroll down, I scroll mm -hmm. back up. But the first line on that whole article was that that the 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 thing that makes these men and women the most successful in the world is that they are absolutely resilient and resilience means to recoil it means to bounce back uh a firearm is useless without its recoil spring i was actually talking to an officer today um uh, while i was getting my oil change and uh he was he was saying i don't go to gun shows because somebody says always some sort of accidental misfire mm -hmm. and i said what if they just made a rule that you can't have the recoil spring in the in the firearm before when you bring it into the building there would be no accidental misfire uh, 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 misfires because without a recoil spring the slide can't come back into place for a projectile to shoot out again now that's a principle because to recoil is to bounce back but what do you want to bounce back to you don't want to bounce back to a jackass 
right? Mm -hmm. you, 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 you don't want to do that. If, if you're being uh, uh, the type of person that, that, that people really don't like to be around, and I, and I used to be that person. I mean, like, I probably still am that person. I'm an introvert. I'm quiet. I'm isolated. <laughs> I don't, people don't, they don't know how to do with me because I don't feel like talking to nobody. You know, I was like, eh, yeah, your, your stuff isn't that interesting, but okay, you do you. But, but if you're that kind of person that kind of puts off everybody all the time, then, then you might want to reassess that. But the, the, the idea of, 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 of resilience and coming back is what do I want to come back to and what values do I want to still be there when I come back to this place? Mm -hmm. Right. And there are three, I call these three pillars within resilience. All right. So we have, uh, we have respect, we have reconnaissance and we have repentance. And this is mm -hmm. how this breaks down. Respect is two words. Respectere means to look again. Right. So it means to see it again. So that means you take the issue to take whatever you're you're doing, like Dyson, and you want to turn it five thousand one hundred and some odd times before you get the right set of circumstances to get the right vacuum cleaner. You want to turn the light bulb around ten thousand some odd times and say, yeah, OK, now I found ten thousand ways that it doesn't work until I found one way that it did. And that's the one that sells. Right? So you want to you want to be able to look at things from different perspectives. It's like a Rubik's Cube. When uh, when the professor, Professor Rubik's, he was actually made it as a puzzle to help people think of figure out puzzles. But he when he made it, it was so that you had to do so many. He played with that thing thousands of times before he solved it once. And that was just one. And I forgot how many different algorithms they are, but that's just one of them. It's several of them. Too many to count. And it's turning this thing all over the place so you can see where everything is. And then you can manipulate it how you want it so you can get your desired outcome. That's respect. Reconnaissance is a military term. It means to to re-know, reconnaissance, to again be with the knowledge. Right. So nascence would be gnosis. Uh, so reconnosis. And when you when 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 something goes on, when they have a mission or some sort of uh, mission in the, in the military, they do a debriefing. They come back and they look at the intel. They look at the data and they say, OK, so how could we do this better? This is reconnaissance. This is you reconsidering what you think you already know. And uh, I think it's Joseph Campbell that says hey, it's not what we don't know that gets us into trouble. It's what we know for sure that isn't so. And that's a powerful statement because we're so every, most of us are so sure of everything and we are we're not even aware of what we're unsure of. And it's what we know for sure that's getting us into trouble. So reconnaissance is you reconsidering, hey, what do I think I know about this? And what questions can I ask that would lead me deeper into a better stream of data? Right. So that's all intel intelligence is. It's just you selecting a stream of data that you're going to that you're going to um, uh, um, uh, engage with. And then there's repentance. Repentance is not saying I'm sorry for what I did. I'm not talking about a, that vain apologies and empty stuff like that. Repentance is, a, is another military word from, word from the Greco-Roman era. And it means to make an about face. You make a 180. You kind of flip the opposite direction and you go back towards where you came from, where you were, who you truly are in the first place. And that's where you start having to go back into your inner child to bring that thing into homeostasis. So you go back to the dream, you go back to the goal, you go back to the vision. Ah, gotta go. That's why they call it going back to the drawing board because that's where it all started. That's where you put your, 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 your sweat and your blood on the page. And like, I gotta figure this out, I gotta write this down. That's repentance. It's not, oh man, I messed up and I'm, a, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Repentance is, okay, this isn't working. 
I need, there's a better way. I know there's a better way. Let me go back to the drawing board. Let me go back to the source of this goal, this dream. Sometimes you might have to go into a medita meditation and do a visualization and see it again and turn it around. But that's repentance. You're returning back to the original idea so that you can move forward. So respect, reconnaissance, repentance, basically in practical terms, when I teach it to high school students, it's re-see, re-know, redo. I like that. I like that. And I know one of the things when, I, when I'm teaching on uh, repentance, which is something that I think about, is not just, I say you you have, to, it's acknowledging, right? And then it's uh, I'm making amends, mm -hmm. right? So when you repent, like you said, it's not just saying, hey, I'm sorry. Okay, mm -hmm. that's that's part of it because that's acknowledging that you did do something wrong mm -hmm. or that something didn't turn out the way that you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But not only after you do that, but then mm -hmm. now you got to put in the work again, going back to that situation. How can I make amends with it? How mm -hmm. can I make it right? You know, right. how can I correct it? You that's know, good. so it's that's not good. just, you know, apologizing because that, right. that ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> that ain't gonna do nothing for nobody. I'm gonna tell you right now, Ernest, <laughs> I don't, I, I never apologize. And here's why. The word apology, this is where we get apologetics from. It means to make a defense for. And if I behaved in a way that was offensive, I did it. There's nothing to, mm -hmm. to, to defend. So what I do is I ask for forgiveness. And when you're willing to just say, please forgive me, you're taking responsibility for the action that you did that upset the meaning in someone else. Now, you can't take responsibility for their meaning. You can only take responsibility for your behavior. And right. if you behaved in a way that may have caused someone to be upset, may have caused them to uh, uh, look at you in a slighted way, then you can make amends. And that's what you're talking about, making that reconciliation. You can refriend that moment by saying, I know I behaved in a way that you don't agree with and I'd like you to forgive me. So what you're asking is, I want you to, I know you have meaning here, but I want you to detach your emotions from this event. So that I can so that we can lift the burden here together. So that's what forgiveness is. It's you saying change the meaning of this for a moment so that you're not so emotionally attached to this so we can separate ourselves from this event. And when you do that, you unburden yourself and you unburden another person because you're not holding them hostage to something that meant something to yourself or, the, or, or, them, or, or them. So I always I never say I'm sorry because it's too it doesn't feel authentic. I always mm -hmm. say forgive me. And that puts me back in the seat of responsibility for my behavior. And then that now leaves your meaning to you to deal with. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm, I, well, let me let me make the announcement again. I'm going to be using that too. Okay, just so you know, right? Um, so one of the things that I've, I've been blessed to be a part of uh, is this mission called the Forgiveness Mission. Mm -hmm. And what we do, we have virtual uh, workshops uh, mm -hmm. every quarter uh, of the year um, where we talk about forgiveness. We talk about forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, uh, forgiveness and wellness, uh, as well as adding to some other things that we have that we're adding on uh, to the platform. And, you know, we started last year and uh, went well. Uh, we started at the beginning of the year. We just did one event and went well. We was like, you know what? We got to do it more often. So we started doing it every quarter. Um, and we've been, we've been doing it ever since then. And that's the forgivenessmission.com. Nice. Uh, where okay. people can look look into that, but I'm one of the presenters. Uh, that's why I said I've let you know now I will be using some of that. Use it, um, <laughs> use it. Because, man, we we start talking about forgiveness that we can we'll be going on. Oh, heck yeah, tangent, right? Heck so, yeah. <laughs> Nate, I want to say 
definitely I, I appreciate you i thank you for being on man thank you for your knowledge uh that you dropped i want you to have the last word uh so i want you to definitely you know lead us with a word leave us with a word of inspiration motivation have you have you yeah fit. um but then also to give us your uh social media handles and things like that where we can find you where we can work with you you know so the audience uh can connect with you yeah so um why you Think about that for a minute. I'm going to talk to my audience and I'm going to tell you guys, I told you that I was going to let you know how you can win $100 from the podcast. And that is by joining our super subscriber contest, right? So in order to join the contest, you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. That's all you got to do. You're already listening to the podcast. You're already checking it out. Just go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And then again, subscribe to the YouTube page, to the Facebook page, to the uh, podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100 from the podcast so again night let me tell you again I, I definitely appreciate you i thank you for being on um man dropping all the knowledge definitely for the acronyms you know i love the acronyms and uh yeah, all the rest of the information that i'm gonna steal thank you <laughs> <laughs> i know that's right so i'm gonna uh, let you out the last word the floor mm -hmm. is yours yeah so here's the thing we're all in this together and one of the things I love, I love Star Wars. I don't know if anybody else, whoever your listeners are that love Star Wars, but I love Star Wars because there's so many deep principles in it in that movie. But Poe Dameron has been uh, the new character, the new leader character in the series as Disney took over. And he said something very powerful. I think it was in episode nine in The Rise of Skywalker. He says, the first order wins by making us think we're alone. We're not alone. Good people will fight for us if we will lead them. Leia never gave up and neither will we. We're going to show them we're not afraid. What our mothers and fathers fought for, we will not let die. Not today, not ever. We will make our last stand for the galaxy, for Leia, for everyone we've lost. The power of resilience makes ensures that everything that was fought for, that everything we have in this very moment is appreciated with the greatest level of gratitude. And I think that's the best way we can show those who came before us that we can be good stewards of humaning right now. All right, all right. Give us your uh, social media uh handles and yeah. website where we can where yeah we can so you you can find me guys at www.theperspectivecoach.us you can also find me on insta uh on instagram at the real nathaniel brown you can find me on linkedin um at the you can actually type in all the linkedin stuff and then put the perspective coach and my stuff will come up i'm also on facebook i think it's uh nathaniel j brown on facebook and uh i'm on tiktok but i don't really use it i just use that as uh as an information hub to kind of look at you know stuff or whatever but yeah that, those are my main places i mostly hang out on on instagram and um and linkedin uh, but yeah, just link, link up with me. I've, I have a calendar on my website that if you want to just sit back and, and, and say, hey, uh, you said something on the podcast. I don't know that I have fully wrapped my mind around what you said. Just reach out. 
I'm happy to spend about five to 10 minutes to ex- re-explaining a few things. If you're looking for coaching and, and, and a speaker, you can also do that stuff there as well. Um, I'm open to all of those, all, all those opportunities because the more I'm able to share, the more I am able to receive. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate your time. No problem. No problem. Can't end it no better than that. To my listeners, again, thank you guys uh, for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. Jennings podcast. And our mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, you guys be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730. In order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.